Welcome back, guys and ghouls, to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween, the absolute scariest podcast that you're legally allowed to listen to on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 31 original spine-tingling tales guaranteed to keep you spooked every single day throughout the month of October. Now you know what I need you to do. I need you to light a bunch of candles, draw a pentagram in your living room made of blood, tell your wife or your girlfriend or your husband to leave the room because you listen to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween alone. If your husband asks you what you're doing, tell him you like to have some alone time during the month of October. Now I want you to mentally prepare yourself to get scared because Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween starts right now. Tiny Timmy and Susie did not want a babysitter on Halloween night. Susie was 12 years old, but she felt 14 mentally. She did not need anybody to watch over her and her tiny little brother, Timmy. But mom, really? I'm old enough now to watch over Tiny Tim. What, you don't trust me? I do trust you, honey, but it's just irresponsible for me to leave you both alone at 12 years old. I know you feel mentally like you're 14, but I wouldn't feel right. You need to have a babysitter tonight while I go out and dance with my friends for Halloween. But mom, I'm fine if Susie wants to watch us tonight, Tiny Tim said. He was 10. Tiny Tim and Susie, I know what you guys want, but unfortunately, I'm going to be the responsible mother tonight and get you a babysitter. It is Halloween night. You don't know what kind of cuckoo birds are outside who could want to knock on the door and ding-dong ditch and grab candy. It's a night of weirdos, Halloween. I can't leave you alone, especially tonight. We're going to call up your favorite babysitter. Dean? Tiny Tim said. Yeah, well, Dean's going to babysit us? Susie said, yep, Dean was available tonight, so it's not going to be Cindy, the babysitter you hate, or Rebecca, the babysitter you hate, or Bob, the babysitter you guys hated the most last time. It's a Dean night. The kids cheered. If they had to be babysat by anybody, at least it was Dean, the coolest babysitter that had ever babysitted them ever before. It was 7.30 when the doorbell rang, and Mom was ready to go out. She was dressed like the Bride of Frankenstein, her favorite character in all of monster history. Ding dong. Oh, that must be Dean, their mom said, and she opened the door. The children gasped. Dean was there, and he was wearing a leather jacket, and his hair was slicked back in a cool hairstyle, and he looked just as cool as ever. There was Dean. Well, what's up, my two favorite babysitting babies? Dean said. Not much. Tiny Tim said. Yeah, Tiny Tim is right. Not too much since last time. Have you been, Dean? Susie said, trying to play it cool, like Dean. Well, not too much on my end, Tiny Tim and Susie. I've just been sort of hanging out, having a little bit of fun. And you guys said you were good? Yeah. Okay, then. Well, permission to come aboard? Dean said. Permission granted, their mother said and giggled. So Dean walked in. They had invited Dean into their home. Dean made himself comfortable as soon as he got in. Hey, Mrs. Wilkinson, thanks so much for calling me last minute to babysit. This is awesome, Dean said. Oh, I know it's awesome. I'm glad you were available on Halloween night of all things. Yeah, it's pretty good, 
I'm trying actually to have sort of a low-key night, so this fits perfectly with my whole vibe, Dean said. And another thing, I did bring six pumpkin beers, and I was wondering if you wouldn't mind if I drank a few of them just so I can have sort of a Halloween night here, even though I am totally cool with babysitting your children, even under the influence of four to five beers. Well, you know, Dean, you bring up an interesting proposition. But the answer is yes. You can have four to five beers while you're here. Just try not to have six. Okay, I won't, Dean said. All right, Tiny Tim. All right, Susie. I'm going to shove off now. Permission to leave the ship? Their mom said, trying to be cool like Dean. Yeah, sure, Mom. Whatever. Goodbye. Have a nice night, Susie said. Goodbye, Mom, Tiny Tim said. You have my permission to leave the ship. He was sort of a little suck-up to his mommy. Then their mother left. It was now time to have a fun babysitting night with Dean, the coolest babysitter in town. Dean went straight into the kitchen and popped open one of the beers that he had brought over, a pumpkin ale from Trader Joe's. Well, how have you two kids been? Dean said, it's been a while. What has it been? It's been about two months, Tiny Tim said. Yeah, I think he's right. About two months since you were last babysitting. How you been, Dean? Susie said. Well, I can't complain, Dean said. Well, I could, but who would listen? Well, we would listen, Dean, Susie said. All right, I'll complain with you guys for a little bit. Since I last babysat here, I told a couple of my friends that I had just been to the coolest house in all of Pasadena, California. When you said that, did you mean our house? Yes, I did, Tiny Tim. It was true. And Susie and Tiny Tim knew it. They lived in a beautiful mansion right in the center of Pasadena, California. They were the envy of all of their neighbors, and their home was just plain beautiful, almost objectively so. It had ornate marble columns outside of it, and it was painted a brilliant pearly white. And it also had a large statue of Michelangelo's David out front of it, and a pool in the back, and a moat around the entire thing. It was the bell of the entire city. And it had been noted as much in many publications since its founding in 1894. The first colonial mansion ever made in Pasadena, California. Well, that's pretty nice, isn't it? That's great that you told your friends that. Why is that something that you would complain about? Well, because, unfortunately, with my friends, they didn't believe me. They couldn't imagine that there was a house this cool that was in Pasadena, California. What? Tiny Tim said. Yeah, what are you talking about? They didn't believe you? Susie said. No, they didn't at all. My friends Ricky and my friends Billy said, there's no such thing as that beautiful house in Pasadena, Dean said. And believe me, I tried to convince them. You know me. I can convince a hat to wear a hat on top of its head. Yeah, I know, Tiny Tim said. Well, I don't understand. Why wouldn't they believe you, Dean? You are not somebody who tells tall tales. I know. I know I'm not. I keep it straight with everybody. But these two guys in my class didn't believe me. And then a couple of their friends didn't believe me. It actually got to be sort of embarrassing at my high school. Whoa, Susie said. That's so funny. Our house is something that is so unimaginably beautiful that people can't even imagine it. Do you hear that, Tony Tim? Yeah, that is interesting. Ricky and Billy didn't believe you. 
That's right, Tiny Tim. Yeah, so I've just been having the hardest time convincing people that a place like this is actually so cool and it exists. Dean took off the top from his pumpkin beer and took a big swig of it. It looked cool. He was drinking beer, after all. That's kind of funny, Tiny Tim said. Yeah, Tiny Tim's right. That is funny. I wonder if they would have to see it to believe it. Dean, who was chugging his beer, suddenly stopped and a little bit of it spilled out of his mouth. Well, I didn't think about that. Susie, that's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, Tiny Tim said. Well, I guess I I could show them that this is kind of a, a cool place. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe... Uh, it doesn't really work, though. I mean, I'm babysitting you guys, and it is Halloween night. It's sort of a weird time to have them come over. Not to me, Tiny Tim said. Oh, me either. I don't mind if two guys just want to see our house and see if it looks cool. Well, there was a couple other people that I told. I mean, I told my girlfriend, Samantha, and she didn't believe me. And then I also told my other friend. Her name was Rebecca, and she didn't believe me either. Oh, my gosh. Susie said, that is so funny. Those people don't believe that we live in this cool of a house? It's true. I don't know. You guys have a sort of mind-blowing house. They just couldn't accept it. Well, I don't speak for my little brother, Tiny Tim, but I don't mind if those people want to stop by and just look at it. Yeah, I mean, four people? That's not so bad. And it would be funny to see the look on their faces when they see that this house does exist. The thing is, though, Dean said, I don't know, I feel a little uncomfortable about having people come over, you know, when I'm babysitting you guys. I mean, it's it's sort of weird. I mean, I know that they would stay out front, but I don't want to invite people over. Why not? I just, you know, your mom is so cool, and I don't want to make anything uncomfortable. I mean, she does let me drink these pumpkin beers when I come over. Well, I don't speak for my sister, but... I wouldn't tell her. Yeah, yeah, Susie said. I mean, I guess, I guess I, I, I wouldn't tell my mom either. She, she doesn't even know that. As long as they're just gonna, just come by and look at the house, that's, that's not a big deal. Susie said. Wow, you guys, I say it all the time, but you are the two coolest kids in Pasadena, California. I've told everybody that. Ricky, Billy, Samantha, Rebecca. You guys are just two of the coolest children, and your mom's not too bad either, Dean said. Okay then, well if it's settled, I'm going to call all of them and just tell them to stop by just so they can see this bodacious pad that you have. Sounds good. In the meantime, let's play a game, Tiny Tim said. He loved playing games on Halloween, so they played a quick game of Quiplash, and then suddenly, right as they ended their game, they heard the doorbell ring. Who's that? Tiny Tim asked. Why, it's probably the people that I invited over, Dean said. Let me go take a little quick peek. And Dean did. He opened the door just an inch, and he got a big smile on his face. When he finally opened the door, Tim and Susie got a look at who was there. But they didn't see any people. All they saw was like a silver barrel looking thing. It was really gigantic and interesting. They had never seen anything like it before. But before they could even figure out what that steel container was, they saw the four faces of the people they were expecting. Two boys and two girls. 
Hey, what's going on, kiddos? One of them said. Not much, Tiny Tim said. Yeah, not much with us. How is you doing? Susie said back, trying to play it pretty cash. Permission to come aboard, one of them said. Now, guys, no way, Dean said. You guys can't come in here. I just wanted to show you the place from the outside. Absolutely not. That made the new crew kind of upset. You mean we can only see the outside of this amazing place? It looks so cool on the inside, one of them said. Well, it is really cool, Dean said, but no, it would be irresponsible for me to have people come in to the house right now. Isn't that right, kids? Well, I mean, Susie? No, no, I actually, I think it's okay if you guys wanted to stop in. It is a cool place. I mean, some might say the inside is a little cooler than the outside, so no, I don't mind if you guys just want to stop in for a little bit. Maybe for one minute or two minutes. Whoa, did you guys hear that? Dean said. Sure, I guess that's okay with me if it's okay with them. Just come in for a few minutes. And all four of them did. And they brought the steel container with them into the living room. Whoa, this place is even cooler on the inside than on the outside, one of them said. I'm Ricky, by the way. That was Ricky. And I'm Billy, one of them said. Billy. Billy was blonde, and Ricky had brown hair. And I'm Rebecca, Rebecca said. And me, I'm Samantha, Dean's girlfriend. That was Samantha. All four of them came in, and they had a pretty chill vibe just like Dean, Susie assessed. What do you think, Tony Tim? Are these four cool people or what? Yeah, I think they're actually really cool. As cool as Dean almost. I agree, Tony Tim. This is going to be really fun. I hope they like the inside of the house. Me too, Tiny Tim said. Do you guys like to play games? Tiny Tim asked. Well, I do, Ricky said. And me too, Billy said. Cool! We were playing Quiplash on the television. Ah, oh, awesome! I wish I could play a game of Quiplash, Ricky said. Well, I think you could. Timmy said. Yeah, well, yeah, I think a game of Quiplash would be probably more fun than with just the three of us. It's kind of boring when there's only three answers. Everybody knows Tiny Tim's answer and everybody knows my answer, so I don't know, yeah, more people would be fun. You guys all want to play Quiplash? Susie said. Yeah! All four teenagers said. But wait a second, Billy said. I sort of have a problem. What is it? Timmy said. Well, see... I was supposed to hang out with two of my friends later, but Quiplash sounds so much better. But I was supposed to hang out with them, so I'm sort of in a conundrum, Billy said. Hmm, that is a conundrum. Well, my answer to that would be that I think you could invite your friends here. Yeah, I mean, I can kill with Tiny Tim. I want to play Quiplash pretty bad, and if you have a sort of obligation to bring two other people over, I don't mind if they're here. As long as you guys are just kind of cool like you are now, then I don't think it's going to be a problem to me, Susie said. Did I tell you these two kids were cool or what? Dean said. He was going over to the steel container, and he started using some weird pump apparatus that was on the top of it that had a tube attached to it. And then all of a sudden, a liquid came out of it. And then he took a cup from their kitchen and poured the liquid, brown liquid, into that cup. What is that liquid? 
Tiny Tim said. Why, it's Halloween Punch, Dean said. It's really great for Halloween nights. It's the perfect Halloween punch for a Halloween night. I love it, and so do my friends. Cool, Tiny Tim said. And then all the teenagers started to drink Halloween punch. Before Tiny Tim and Susie could even adapt to all the new people in their house, there were even more people that were coming in. Three of them just walked right in the house and went straight to the pool in the backyard. Susie, there's a lot more people than when we originally said that there should be a certain amount of people. Tiny Tim whispered into his sister's ear. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, Tiny Tim. I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. Uh, Dean? Dean, I, I just want to ask you something. Not not anything too serious, obviously. I, you know, I'm still kind of a cool person and chill, but um, there's a lot of people here now. I, a lot of people that you haven't even introduced us to, to be honest with you. And I'm not, not saying anything's wrong with it, but I'm just wondering, that's the situation currently, it seems like. I don't know, do you have any differing opinion or something that might make this seem a little more normal? Dean was barely listening to her. He was talking to his girlfriend, Samantha and a couple other girls that were near them. Dean, Dean, uh, do you mind just giving me a little bit of your attention for a second? It seems like there's a lot of people here, and the music is really, really loud, actually. I've actually never heard music this loud before. What's that? Dean said. You think this music is too loud? Is that what you said, Susie? No, 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 I, I didn't say it was too loud. I just said it was sort of interesting to hear music at this sort of level. That's all I said. Nothing, any, anything like what you just said. That's not what I said. Susie said. Just then she watched as Billy, the teenager she had met earlier, was upside down on top of the Halloween punch container and chugging Halloween punch upside down. What's Billy doing over there, if you don't mind me asking, Dean? Well, that's just Billy. He likes drinking Halloween punch upside down on top of uh, those sort of steel containers that it comes in. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to talking to Samantha. Thanks, Susie. And then Dean turned away from her. Susie? Two of the teenagers that came over here are in my room. In your room? What are they doing in there? I don't know. They locked the door. And another thing that's bad is that outside in the backyard, a bunch of teenagers are mud wrestling. Mud wrestling? Like wrestling in the mud? What are you talking about, Tiny Tim? It's true. They took off their Halloween costumes and they're wrestling around in mud. And an even worse thing is that there's a group of six of them and they're all sitting around a bloody circle and there's a dead animal in the middle of it. Well, that's just absolutely silly, Tiny Tim. What are you talking about? That is obviously not happening in our house. What are you saying? Susie said. If I'm wrong, then what's that? And Timmy pointed over towards the TV room where Susie had not been yet. Susie looked past a group of partying teenagers and saw what was a very shocking sight. Six teenagers were in fact holding hands around what certainly looked like a huge bloody circle. And what Timmy had said about a dead animal rang true as well. There was a gigantic goat that was sitting in the center of the circle with the same red blood pouring out of it. Susie screamed, but even her scream could not match 
how loud the music was at that current moment. Susie ran over to where Dean was and had to pull on his coat to get his attention. Dean, Dean, there's something horrible happening. Susie, please. I'm talking to my friends, I already said. Nothing weird is happening and nothing weird will happen. You've got my guarantee on that one, Susie. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go to the speaker system and make an announcement to all of my friends. What kind of announcement? Susie asked, but Dean was gone. He was going to the sound system setup that the DJ had set up earlier in the night. Hello, everyone. May I have your attention? Please look at me, Dean said. Everyone, everyone, stop partying. Billy, get down off that keg. Listen to me. I need your attention right now. Please direct your attention to the TV room, which coincidentally is right above the portal to hell the portal to hell tiny tim said i don't know what he's talking about tiny tim what is going on here why did we let dean bring people over everyone had listened to dean and stopped partying they had all turned their attention towards the bloody circle with the six teenagers surrounding it and the dead goat in the middle of it Susie and Tiny Tim eventually turned their eyes towards that as well. Now you all know why we're here today, Dean said, still at the DJ booth. Last year, we committed a horrible atrocity in Mr. Reynolds' science class. The teens began to murmur together. Susie looked at a few of them and saw that there were tears in their eyes. I rack my brain every night, wondering how we could have done something like that. Mr. Reynolds, with his big, gigantic to-go coffee travel mug, and us, with that chemical that we had just brewed for the first time, a major success. And then Mr. Reynolds, when he went into the bathroom, because he had to 10-1, and then, for some reason, I don't know what it was about us, just being mischievous kids, but we had to pour that chemical into his travel coffee mug. Did we not believe in science? What did we think would happen? Was it evil? Dean said, and then Susie watched as tears began to fall down his eye, eyes, both of them. I don't feel evil. But what we did that day was evil, and the cover-up was even worse. How could they not see it on his autopsy, Dean said. Well, I'm done lying, and I'm done pretending that I'm okay that Mr. Reynolds is now dead. So please, Billy, if you don't mind, start the ceremony. Okay, Billy said. He got down from his keg stand and went over to the lights and turned them off. Now... The mansion was completely dark, except for the 50 candles that were surrounding the six teenagers and their bloody circle. All right, Billy, go ahead. You're the one who studied all this shit, Dean said. Billy started to walk over to the circle. He dug into his jeans, and then Susie gasped as he pulled out a knife. Billy continued to walk and brought the knife to his hand. And then, with absolutely no second-guessing himself, Billy cut a deep gash into his hand, and the blood started to run down immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Billy said. What I have to do now is going to be shocking, but please bear with me. Billy entered the circle, which was still surrounded by the six hand-holding teenagers, and he grabbed the vivisected goat, and he raised it up and put it on top of his head. Blood from the goat immediately began to run down Billy's clothes. Susie looked towards her brother, and she was shocked at his pale, pale skin. He was woozy on his feet. Susie, I don't feel good. And then she watched as her little brother fainted down there beside her. Dean, what's going on? Dean, what is happening? Why'd he put a goat on his head? Susie screamed, but no one listened to her. Everyone was transfixed on what Billy was doing. And you had to admit, it was pretty interesting what was going on over there. Billy raised his arms, outstretched up towards the sky, and began to mumble something. Susie couldn't quite hear him, but then it was so quiet, not a single teenager was saying one word, that she finally was able to hone in on what he was saying. In the blood of thee I wash myself to bring one back to thy full health. In darkness gain nothing is lost, like summer amidst an unknown frost. Billy's chanting got louder, and once the teenagers had heard it enough, began to join in on the chant. In the blood of thee I wash myself to bring one back to thy full health. In darkness gain nothing is lost, like summer amidst an unknown frost, they all said, chanting louder and louder. And then Susie watched in horror as the candles began to flicker and the teens that were sitting around the circle started to convulse and shake. And Billy, Billy with a billy goat bleeding on his head, crashed down onto the floor and he started to shake as well like the other teenagers. What happened next, Susie couldn't tell you because she almost fainted herself. Her vision went black and she almost fell to the floor but she regained consciousness just in time to wake back up and stand back on her feet and see that all the candles had been blown out and all the teenagers were left in darkness. And then from the center of that room, they all watched as one candle became a flame again. And then they knew that there was someone new that had joined them in the circle Turn on the lights, Dean said. They turned them on, and Susie saw that there was just a normal-looking man that had joined them. Reynolds! Mr. Reynolds is back! Mr. Reynolds! Oh my god, it's Mr. Reynolds! The teenagers began to whisper and then scream. Everyone was uproarious now at the sight of this man who Susie had never seen before in her life. The man these teenagers called Mr. Reynolds. Mr. Reynolds was completely covered in goat's blood and he looked around at them in complete and utter shock. Then Dean left the DJ booth and approached him. Mr. Reynolds, I'm Dean, you remember me? Dean, Dean. Mr. Reynolds whispered at him. Mr. Reynolds, it was me who did it. It was me who put that chemical in your travel mug. I've thought about it every day since you died and went to hell. I am so sorry. 
I had to bring you back, Dean said. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Mr. Reynolds whispered, just coming to terms with his voice again. Mr. Reynolds, I know I can never, ever make up what I've done to you, but please just let me know, Dean said, standing there in front of almost his entire high school, bearing his soul to Mr. Reynolds and weeping. If there's anything I can do for you to forgive me, please let me know. There is something, Mr. Reynolds said, quietly, and the teens leaned in to hear his voice, his raspy, otherworldly voice. Get me a beer. Susie to this day has never heard a louder sound than when all of the teenagers erupted in a gigantic celebratory scream. They absolutely loved what Mr. Reynolds had just said, and then Mr. Reynolds started wiping the blood off of him and started to dance because the DJ had just played his favorite song. Reynolds was dancing like a damn fool in front of all of his students, covered in blood and having the time of his life. The teenagers started to join him. They wanted in on the fun too. Billy did a cake stand again because he was so proud of himself. The children cheered and had so much fun. This was the time of their lives and would be remembered forever as one of the best parties they ever threw. The night that they brought Mr. Reynolds back from hell. I don't know what it was, but the music brought Tiny Tim back to consciousness again. He loved music and he loved to dance. Susie lifted him up off the ground and they both looked at each other, a brother and sister who had just shared the wildest experience of their short life together. Tiny Tim, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it seems like it ended up okay. I mean, look at Mr. Reynolds over there. Yeah, Mr. Reynolds seems like he's having fun. Tiny Tim said, and then he began to dance as well. He loved this song, even though he didn't know who it was. Susie joined in with him, and they danced until their mother came home. And when she saw what had happened at her place, she was a little upset. And she called the cops. The end. Pull up to the function, all the boys start jacking. They like the way I'm jerking, and they like the way I pop it. I'm looking real bad, and he can't stop watching every fuck with a broke nigga, guap without stopping. I'm Ashby, Ashen Man, if he remember me. Well, what an amazing party. I can't believe that that really happened in Pasadena three years ago. An amazing true story that I told you all today. This story had a little bit of a lesson too. If you ever killed or tried to kill one of your teachers, you need to set that right and bring them back to life if you can. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, I love you so much and give me any of your money that you can. Thank you. See you tomorrow. If you wanted you to go get it, go get it.